Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. The hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, today I was preparing to give a show, and, um, you know, whenever I prep for a show, what I usually do is I have an idea or two, or somebody sends me an idea or two, and then I do a little research on the idea to see, you know, what background information we could bring to bear on my thoughts. Um, to expand the idea a little further than what I can come up with. And what happened today was, something happens quite often actually, was that I started looking at information to expand an idea of uh, a theory, and I went totally off track. It just like, my brain blew up, and I realized, man, this is just some crazy, crazy, crazy thoughts. And so I've... I've, I've marked down a few ideas that I wanted to cover today, and I'm very hopeful for you all that I can articulate some type of a message today that makes sense. Each and every idea I wrote down in and of itself, I think is massively important to the success and level of success that I've had in life. And I also believe they are directly related to the lack of of success I've had in life, which is really strange that that information which can save you is also the information that defines why you haven't done what you wanted to do. So I'm going to start the premise off today with the concept of, of why we, why don't we, I'm going to change the articulation, why don't we do better in life than what we do? Why don't we do better in life than what we do? 
And as I got into that, I started thinking about, okay, here's all these self-help theories and, you know, go do this, go do that, succeed, succeed, succeed. You know, money, 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 money. How do you measure success? And then I realized, wow, a brain like mine doesn't go there. It just can't. Because I'm the Libra. If you, anybody knows what Libra is, uh, that's the, the sign that has the scales. And I believe everything should be balanced in life. That's what Libras try to do. We try to balance ourselves out. Now, that's very problematic for being successful because success doesn't work at level. Level doesn't make you number one. You can't be number one and be level. Why? Well, that's one of the theories I want to start out with, and there's so much I want to say, I can't get it all in, and so I'm going to babble a little bit, and I apologize for you because sometimes just babbling is the only way stuff can get out, right? It can drizzle out or I can spew it out, but it's got to come out in some form. So let's talk about a couple of theories that are really important. Let's start with this one. You can have everything you want in life, or no, I'm sorry, you can have anything you want in life, but you cannot have everything in life. God has given you the resources in the universe. God has given you the mental ability, the educational ability to learn whatever you need to learn, to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish and have whatever you want to have. But you can't have it all. So, well, why not, Dell? Why can't I have it all? Because there's not enough time in the day to have it all. Even to this day, being retired, working one hour a day doing a radio show, which means I have another 23 hours a day to do whatever the heck I want to do. I can't get everything in I want to do. I've got three or four hobbies that are suffering that are not getting completed. And that's okay to me because a hobby is this, that. It's something you do on the side. And when you have the time, free time, you bury yourself in that instead of starting a new project and burying yourself in something new. Although the problem with those things is that it's a tendency for type A personalities to bury themselves in the next project instead of completing the one they've already started. So I have a split personality. I have a type B personality that doesn't want to do anything and a type A personality that wants to start things but not finish them. Wow, that's really a crazy combination of mental approaches to life. And I realized that I had this schizophrenic approach to life early on, not early on, later on in my life, I'm sorry. Um, and early on, I was a type B. I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to go very slowly and carefully about everything I did and make sure I didn't make any mistakes. Rule one, my three rules of life is don't ever lose money. So in other words, don't ever go backwards. Don't ever lose money. Don't ever lose your job. Don't ever lose your health. And that is a going away from kind of personality. What does that mean? It means I live my life avoiding pain. Type A personalities on the other side live their life accumulating pleasure. And so they're chasers in life. They chase that pleasure. And Bs do things to avoid the pain. So if you save a lot of money, you're avoiding the pain of failure and being broke. But you never have the pleasure of all the things money can buy. If you go out there and enjoy money, you're going to use that money and eventually you'll be broke. Uh, in most cases, type A personalities eventually have some kind of money problems because they realize money is like blood. It has to flow for them to live. It's got to go. Got to have more, right? 
So just this in and of itself now defines the fact that within a person, you are being torn apart by two different psychological draws. One that wants you to live safely and so commonly. So why do I say commonly? Because that's the common theory. Go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, get a house, go to work, work for 30 years, get a retirement plan, 401k, Social Security, live a few more years, play some golf, travel once or twice and die. That's it. That's your life. And I mean, you can map that, folks. You can map it almost perfectly in many people's lives. As I bring people on for the last 20 years on the radio and 30 years that I've been in consulting people, I can just look at their life and map it. There it is. Now, some people are crazy. Some people's lives go, woo, bang. And they're just living life crazy. But most people don't. So now we get back, and again, you see where I'm going all over the place with this because you just have to. How? Why don't we live up to our expectations? Why don't we live a better life? Well, for one, we can't define what a better life is. We can go touch and have everything. You can have a little taste of this, a little taste of that. And for some people, a little taste of anything and everything is really a better life. But can that ever be defined? Can you put that down on a graph and show success? Maybe if you say, well, I've traveled to 142 different countries. That's my goal in life is to hit 100 countries, you know. Uh, maybe you could define it that way. You give that some kind of success. But if you're not a traveler and an accumulator of travel, traveling here and there really means nothing. I've been to many places, many countries. You go, you go, boy, it's beautiful. Wow. Can I go home? And when you get home, go, oh, God, it's good to be home. Now, of course, I live in an environment in my home that's very nice, so maybe that skews my belief system a little bit. But I think even when I lived in a, a lesser domicile, I felt good coming home. So travel was never the end-all, be-all for me. Water, it's always nice, right? So I've always had swimming pools because water's nice to, you know, get out in the sun and the water feels good, but, you know, you go to the beach and... Yeah, I remember when I first got here from Texas and I went to Galveston and there was, it was disgusting. I mean, the Galveston beach is just like dirty, dirty Gulf water. It's just disgusting. I don't have to see anybody plays in it. You go to Wisconsin, the water's crystal clear. I mean, you could see a dime 500 feet deep in the bottom of a lake. I mean, it was that crystal clear. You probably could drink it because it was, you know, glacial fed. So, wow, even water, you can't even say what is the, you know, you can't even... Say, wow, I got water. Now I'm good. So what is good? How do you define good? When I first decided to start Lifestyles, I knew a couple of things were really important for it to have longevity in life. One of them is it couldn't be called Del Wamsley's training program because Lifestyles is way more than Del Wamsley. And, and I knew if I named it Del Wamsley's training program, it would, it would die Del Wamsley's training program. It had to be bigger than me. And it's much larger than me. 50,000 customers now all over the country. When we come back, I'll continue this rant. If you've got the time, I've got the ideas. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm just going crazy and ranting all about this concept that I came up with this morning, which is why don't we do better in life than what we do? And as I tried to outline uh, a formative um, self-help type arrangement of ideas, uh, I found that it's impossible for me to do that because there's so many variables. I mean, you know, it's not like choose A or B. It's like choose A, B, C, or D. Uh, and the first functional rule that I came up with as I was writing this stuff down was you can have anything you want in life, but you can't have everything. So how can you be totally happy? It's impossible to be totally happy because you can't have everything. Why can't you have everything? Because it takes time to have anything. And if your time's spent doing this, then your time can't be spent doing that. And so people come to me all the time and go, Dell, um, I'm this age, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. And up until now, I've not had time to worry about my finances. And now I think it's the right time of my life to start worrying about it. What it really is saying to me is that I've spent all of my time doing something else. And maybe that something else was raising my children to 18 years of age to get them away to college. Uh, maybe it was the three wives I had and, you know, I was going through relationships and trying to figure relationships out. Maybe it was I was a workaholic at my job and, you know, I did really well at work and then now work is not fulfilling or they let me go because I'm too old and now I've got time. So the bottom line is, is that, you know, when you go to the answer, why don't you do more? You have to fight with do more what? So I have, like I said earlier, I have like three or four hobbies along with the need to develop my fitness and or maintain my fitness, a relationship that takes a tremendous amount of time. If you really want a relationship, you got to work at it. It's not easy. You can't just have it sit off to the side over there and be a part of your life. Hey, let's go in the closet and get my relationship for me, would you please? Um, by the way, that was the way I did my first two marriages. It was I was so... Uh, which were determined to be successful financially, determined to be successful physically as an athlete, that the relationship was the third thing, fourth thing, whatever it was, it was on the rung over there. So I had my employment I worried about, I had my investments I worried about, I had my physical fitness and competitions I worried about, and then off there in the closet I had a relationship, and I'd take the relationship out on weekends and you know pull it out and do something with it, shine it off and put it back in the closet. And there was no time. So I've got two imperfect relationships. So now I have a third relationship, and I'm not saying my relationship is perfect, but what I would say is it's closer to where I would like it to be than the first two ever were, quite a bit more. 
And the person that I have um, with me as a partner is higher quality than either of the other two as far as totality of things in life that I feel are important. So I got closer on that one because I put more time into it. But as I put more time into that, I had to give up time for physical fitness. I didn't have to, right? I just did. And it leads me to the next point that my dad taught me. And my dad's taught me some really important points in life, although my dad was never financially successful. He was never physically successful. He was never marriagely successful. He just wasn't successful. But man, he had some ideas, theories that were just over the top, really good ideas, right? So the next one was, he says, that you don't own things, things own you. Now think about that for a second. When I had physical fitness, when I was a bodybuilder, I didn't own a physically fit body, a perfect chiseled uh, Grecian looking male specimen. I didn't own that, it owned me. What do I mean by that? I had to work out an hour or two a day, five, six days a week. I couldn't eat, I had to eat a certain way, I had to drink a certain way. I had limitations, it took up my time, it took up my finances to buy the stuff that I needed to be able to eat and drink and train the way I needed to, and the supplements. It owned my life. And at about 34 years of age, I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not gonna be a competitive athlete anymore. I can't do this. Why? Because I have no life. And I realized that. I had no life. When I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week for corporate America, I was very successful in my own mind, by the way, as a business person. I did well in the company I worked at, but I had no life. And one day I woke up and said, I can't do this anymore. Why? I have no life. And that's when I started investing in real estate and creating passive streams of income to be able to buy my way out of corporate America. Because it was, it was at that point. And Tony Robbins says something that's pretty interesting statement. He's got a lot of really good statements. One of them is... Um, nothing changes till the pain of change becomes less than the pain of staying the same. And when the pain of staying the same becomes large, when you realize you don't have a life, boom. When you realize you're going to lose your wife, boom. When you realize you don't have any physical fitness and you're going to lose your life, boom. That's when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, and you will make a change. So, we can't have everything in life. Have you ever seen one of the magicians where they take a pool sticks and they put plates on them and spin them? And they work at trying to get the most number of plates they can up, and they have to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Does that guy have a life? He doesn't have a life. If he were to maintain those five plates spinning at all times, would he be successful? Very successful as a plate spinner, very successful as a human being, but he'd have no life. It's only by realizing you've got to put the plates down that you can never succeed at something else. And so the definition, the very definition of why don't we do better than we do is a ridiculous concept when I thought about it because we do what we can do. So what's the difference? My dad used the statement to say, it's not what it costs to obtain things, 
It's what it costs to maintain things. So I can go get myself a beautiful wife, but by God, I'll tell you what, I thought it was a lot dating her. Being married to her, oh my God. Unbelievably expensive to be married to a woman with the taste that my wife has. Unbelievably expensive. I mean, I could have 20 girls easily, all of them thinking they're getting overspent on. But that's what it is. It costs more to maintain them. Once they own you, they are much more demanding. I got a giant home. I mean, it, I stole the home. I bought it for 50 cents on the dollar from a guy going broke. It's incredible home. But my God, the cost. There's a landscaping crew. There's a tree trimming crew. There's a swimming pool crew. There's a fountain cleaning and maintaining crew. The landscaping crews broke up into the lawn mowing crew and into the trimming and weeding crew. There is my annual painting crew that comes in because I'm 16,000 square foot home. By the time you paint it, it's like the Golden Gate Bridge. By the time they start painting one end of it, get to the other, it's time to start back over again. Same thing with my house. By the time you start at one end and fix the things that need to be fixed, it's a year later and everything else needs to be fixed again. It's what it costs to maintain something. Not what it costs to obtain. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing this concept I came up with, why don't people do better in life? And as you've, if you've been following this, uh, I'm going to just give you a short recap of it. First of all, we came up with the conclusion that the problem in life is there's only enough time to do a certain amount of things. And so the first part of this problem is you have to decide what it is you want to do. There's a gazillion different things you can consider being successful at. Um, in other words, the, the concept is that you could be great financially, you could be great physically, you could be great emotionally, you could be great sexually, you could be great uh, education-wise, you could be great at any number of things. You could be a great pianist, a great guitar player. But the bottom line is, is that you can only be one or two or three things because you don't have enough time to be great at too many of them. And probably if you're going to be great, uh, you're only going to be great at one. And... As you go into this, you have to understand that your choices become giant rocks around your neck. 
which comes to the conclusion, the concept of you don't own things, things own you. So if you're going to be an athlete, it's going to consume you. If you're going to be a father-mother, family-related relationship, it's going to consume your time. If you're going to be college-educated, professor-type person, that's going to consume your time. Things in life, the choices we make, consume our time and our money. And when they consume the time and the money, they take away the time and the money for other things. Now, since I teach financial freedom and really nothing else, People come to me when they finally figured out they need to deploy time. I got an email today of a guy who goes, look, I'm so happy, Dell. I'm not reading this. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm so happy you're still in business. I came to your seminar 25 years ago. At the time, I just didn't have the time to get started and make this happen. Now, I realize I have to make the time. Wow. There it is. 25 years ago, by now, he could have been a multi-multi-millionaire. Then he'd have all the time in the world to do whatever it is he wanted to do. But back then, he thought it was more important to do what he had to do than it was to make the millions to be able to then do what he had to do. I just chose differently. I felt if I can take two or three years of my life, right, and go out there and become a millionaire, then I'll have the rest of my life to live it the way I want. Bought my life back from corporate America because I saw that working 60, 80 hours a week was going to mean there was nothing else in my life, especially when you added being a bodybuilder on top of that. Uh, which took up another large amount of time. So the bottom line was I chose to break the system before I picked what I want to do with my life. Once I got there, I realized that the choices were so diverse that you could start a thousand different projects, do a thousand different things, have a thousand different hobbies. And if you do that, then you're not going to be very good at any of them. And then you ask yourself and you deploy to yourself, how much joy is there in being X percentage good at something? Which brings me back to another one of my dad's sayings. Well, actually, this is a, a generalized statement from life that you hear everywhere. I can't remember the guy who actually quoted this the first time, but it's called the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20, and it might be the Pythagorean theory. Nah, I don't know. I don't, that's not it. Uh, the 80-20 theory, if anybody wants to text me and tell me what it is, that'd be great, is basically the concept that 20% of what we do creates 80% of the results in our life. And 80% of what we do creates almost nothing. So there's all that stuff you do every day. You get up in the morning and you take a shower and you brush your teeth. You cook some breakfast. You get in a car. You drive to work. You go to work. You produce a job, income. You come home. And what does that really produce for you? You know, where's the joy? Where's the excitement? Yeah, you did pay your bills. That's good. That's a good point. But what did you really accomplish? You're not Mr. Texas. You're not a pro baseball player, a pro football player, a pro basketball player. You're not, um, let me think of somebody in the sexual world. Uh, let's think of Playboy. Who's who's a guy that owned Playboy? You know, you're, you're not somebody who has this sexual life of 20 or 30 beautiful women around you everywhere you go. You don't have a yacht. You don't have 10 big giant cars and a, you know, 20,000 square foot mansion. You don't have five houses. You don't have any of that. You, but you spent 80% of your time doing something. And 80% of your time got you nothing. The other 20% of your time, whatever you elect to do with it, that's what you're good at, right? 
And that's what you're good at. So what do you do with that 20% is the most important 20%. I took that 20% after working. Uh, I worked from 12, 9 in the morning to 9 at night in the health club business, 12 hours a day, six days a week. And I worked out another two hours a day um, as a bodybuilder. And so I took whatever amount of time left, 10%, 5%, whatever it was I had left, and I bought some real estate and started buying, continued to buy real estate until I was able to have enough cash flow to replace my personal income from my job. So I took the 20% and did something that changed my life forever, whereas the 80% was wasted. Everything I did back then, I'd never really look back at and be unhappy about it. I loved training people in the health club business. I loved selling memberships to the health clubs and getting people in shape. I loved bodybuilding. Those were all wonderful things. But they ate up my life. The little teeny bit of time that I spent being a bodybuilder created the great joy of winning contests. The better I got, the more I had to do to be able to compete, the level gets higher. And the higher the level, the more you have to commit, which brings me to the next statement. And that is one that my dad told me when I was a little kid. He said, Dell, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. If it's not worth doing well, it's not worth doing at all. And you have to think that one through, because why do it if you don't do it right? Why do something wrong? And people do wrong stuff all the time. Doesn't make any sense. If it's worth doing at all, it's worth doing well. And then he tied that to another statement, another saying where he said, look, Dell, here's the way life works. Just show up to anything you're going to do, and you're going to be 75% successful. Said, so show up and do your job at work. Show up and just go through the exercises. You're going to be 80% successful. You'd be better than 80% of the people out there because 75% of the people or less don't even show up. Think about what showing up means. You don't show up to the gym. You don't show up to a financial program. You don't show up to a relationship. You don't show up. 75% of winning is just show up. 5% more. 80% is just doing what you're supposed to do. You don't even have to do it right. You can do it wrong. I have employees to do... Well, I don't have fire people like that. But I used to have employees when I worked for other people that wouldn't let you fire them that were, did it wrong. Yet they were considered okay employees because they showed up and tried to do their job. Now, if you show up and do your job well, you're now in the upper 90%. You're at upper 10% echelon of the world. That makes you a superstar. Or it makes you a star, maybe not a superstar. So what takes you beyond? What takes you beyond? Right? That last 10%. Well, I did it in finances. I'm, I'm not a nine, I'm not a hundred percent or I'm not a billionaire, but I'm over the 90 percentile. In fact, I think I'm within, uh, if you take annual incomes and or net worth, I'm within one percentile of the top hundred percentile. So I focused and I did my job, did what I was supposed to do, but I also worked at doing it better. 
I excelled. Now, there's some things I'm good at. Public speaking comes naturally to me. And so being on the radio for 20 years is easy. Going out and doing seminars is easy. So that last one or two or three percent is talent. It's what are you good at? Are you focusing on something in life you're good at? Or are you focusing on something you're not good at? When I was in bodybuilder, at 30 in bodybuilding, 30 years of age, I won a bunch of contests. I was beating guys that were naturals. Naturals that just wouldn't show up. They wouldn't come to the gym on a regular basis. They wouldn't stay on their diet on a regular basis. And I found that because I wasn't a natural bodybuilder, I had to work harder and stick to the diet better and stick to the exercise program tighter to be able to beat these guys. Then there became the point of steroids. And to be able to compete at an even higher level, then you have to start taking steroids. So I took steroids to compete at that level. But that last level is what we're going to talk about when we come back. That's the 99 percentile. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been discussing why don't people do better in life than what they do? Why don't they succeed more? And so we've taken a bunch of broken ideas and tried to hone them together, sew them together in time into some type of a um, mosaic that we can use to think through the process. And as I left off, I was talking about the fact of that most things in life, you have to decide how much you want to be and how successful you want to be in them. At what level are you willing to pay the price based on the theory that you don't own things, things own you, and you don't own success, success owns you. And as soon as you lose success, it loses control of you, but you lose control of it. So I was talking about being a bodybuilder and I, I worked harder, I trained harder, I stayed on my diet longer, harder. And, and finally I found that because there were people that were natural athletes that I just could not beat um, because they were naturals and they were on steroids. And even though I outworked them and outtrained them and outdieted them because they were on steroids and they were just natural, they could do almost nothing and win. So I decided to try some steroids and I did. And by the way, there's, if you don't know this, then you really pull your head out of sand. 90% of all athletes, I don't care what they tell you, they're not being tested for drugs and all these athletic sports. You don't weigh 350 pounds and run a 4.540, okay? It just, it's not a human being. It just doesn't happen that way, okay? Um, it, it just, and I could go on, but the, the reality is, is that it's out there. It's been there forever. It's been there since I was a kid. And so I, I tried a little bit, took a small amounts because I was afraid that it would kill me or hurt me or whatever, because you don't know anything about them. And nobody's going to really tell you it's kind of a secret thing. And you look up all the information you can, still can't find it out. So I took a little and boom, they helped. You know, people lied to me, they go, you're going to die. It didn't die. Uh, they say it doesn't work. It doesn't really work. It's all placebo. No, it worked. It worked a lot. And from that point on, I was almost unbeatable until I got to the national level. And then everybody worked hard, stayed on their diet, trained year-round. Everybody took steroids. But here was the difference. They took a lot more steroids. 10, 20, 50 times the amount that I was willing to even touch. And 
Don't ask me whether or not that injured them or not. There's all kinds of stories of people that are still alive in 60s, 70s, have been doing steroids for 20, 30, 40 years. And there's others of people that died five years after they started taking steroids. So I don't know the answer to that. But, but the point was they were willing to take that risk. And I looked at myself and I said, if a guy who is a natural is willing to work as hard as I am and willing to take more steroids than I do, then there's no way for me to beat him. I can't be number one. This is not what I was chosen to be in life. And I quit. I quit right then and there. Because I re- realized the reality that the cost of obtaining was not as expensive as the cost of maintaining. Acquiring is way more expensive, right, than maintaining. I'm sorry, Acquiring is not as expensive as maintaining. And so I learned a lesson there, and it was important. So it made me step back in my early 30s when I stopped bodybuilding. And I also was retiring at the time. So now I had time on my hands, money in my pocket, and I could decide what I wanted to do. Very interesting. And I found myself doing public speaking and teaching. And I'm kind of divorced from my family for years. I hadn't seen anybody in my family for probably 20 years because my dad and mother divorced and my mother's side didn't even want to touch the father's side. And the father's side was way far away from where I was at, so I never had any contact. Then one time I got contact with him, what I found out was amazing. Three or four of the people in my family are teachers, professors, or university um, professors. And I thought, my God, what am I doing? I'm teaching. What do they do? They teach. What's natural for me to be a teacher? What should I be doing with my life? Being a teacher. If I do it well, will I get somewhere with it? I'm number one real estate training mentor in the country. Have anybody you know try to dispute that fact. I have 50,000 clients. I've been in business for 30 years. I have offices in four cities. I own four real estate companies, and we've done tens of thousands of apartment complex sales and hundreds of thousands of single-family sales. We're the best. And I don't even have to take steroids for that. (laughs) I don't have to go back and get any college education for that. I don't have to go out there and take any unfair advantages to win at something I'm good at. But yet, as I got here, and I'm financially successful, and I found the thing that I love to do and I'm good at naturally, I found I had time to look for a wife, and so I decided to work on the wife. And then I decided to try to work on the fitness again, and then the hobbies, and then there I was, spinning plates. Almost died from cancer, spin the plate. Almost died from having my stomach operated, all my intestines taken out, spin the plate. And I was back, and life had me. Physical fitness was almost gone. I had to work hard just to be healthy, to be normal. And I'm still not even normal. So now I realize that when you say, why don't you do better? That is really a rhetorical question. Better than what? Better than what you think is important or better than what I think is important? Better than what I am at one thing that you are another? 
And that's why when I started putting this program together today, I realized I had opened up a cannon of worms that I just couldn't work with. There is no better. What do you choose to do in life? That should be what you focus on. But life, the quality of life, I think in last minute definition of this show is, it's the quality of the choices you make. You can have anything in life you want, but you can't have everything. So if you don't make the right choices as to what's going to use your time up, you will not be happy. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.